What players should the Capitals target? We'll discuss next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. And the best way that you guys can help grow this show is to go over to YouTube, type in Locked On Capitals, and hit subscribe. In today's edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Evgeny Kuznetsov comments. What do they ultimately mean for Kuzi? What do they mean for the Caps? A little bit later in the show, we will talk about the draft. And do we think they selected the right players? And then before we start and get into all of that, we will talk about what players should Brian McClellan target if this team wants to be competitive. In today's episode, we have Jesse from the Hockey Writers. Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So when we take a look at what Brian McClellan did at free agency, it was kind of lackluster, if you will. I think ultimately they did what they could do considering how much cap space was available. But we, they signed Max Pacioretty, someone at you know six times in his career has scored 30 goals. But the ding on him, of course, is that he has those Achilles issues and it has affected him the last two seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also went out and signed Joel Edmondson, a guy that they got from the Habs. The big thing on him is the 50% salary retention um, and a rugged defenseman, six foot five, over 200 pounds. There's a lot to like about him. What Mm -hmm. are your reactions to free agency? I was a little surprised. I mean, I knew they wanted to go out and get a defenseman and Edmondson was definitely a guy that uh, I think, cause he was brought up in trade rumors last season during the deadline. I think that was a name that uh, I'd considered, but it wasn't one at the top of my list. Um, you look at like their projected lineup going into next season on that left side and they've got Sandine. They just resigned uh, Farivari. Uh, Edmondson fits into that third pairing, but again, I'm not too sure how much I like that one as much. Um, I mean, the 50% retention is good. Uh, it's low risk. I mean, if he doesn't pan out, then kind of is what it is. Bite the bullet. But not the biggest fan of that one myself. Uh, but, I mean, you look at the signing of Max Pacioretty. You look at the signing of uh, Matthew Phillips as well. Um, obviously, they weren't able to go out and make a big splash in, like, the Patrick Kane or, at least not yet, Vladimir Tarasenko. But uh, they went out and got a guy that can help them score goals and take some of the pressure off those top six guys. So I liked where they went with it. Uh, If Patch Reddy can stay healthy, I do really like that signing. So oftentimes people say this team needs to improve. They need to get better players. But when you kind of question them, they don't have any player in particular. You have come up with a few names here in particular. Jesse Pugliarvi, uh, talk to me a little bit about him. Where do you think he would fit in with the Capitals? And uh, how much money is it going to take, that kind of thing? Where would he fit into the master plan for the Caps? It's tough to say. Like I'm from Edmonton, so I've uh, obviously watched all the Oilers games as well. 
Um, and when they had Puliarvi before he was dealt to the Hurricanes, it was um, he was he was that type of guy that you could kind of put him anywhere in the lineup. Now, unfortunately, he didn't work in Edmonton. Like obviously, they got rid of him. But I mean, the Capitals are expected to move uh, Mantha. I mean, he's been a name that's out there. So then you have that third line spot that's open. Maybe you bump up Abe Kubel. Maybe you put Puliarvi on that fourth line. Like you mentioned, they don't have much cap space to work with. They're tight on money. So I don't think Puliarvi is going to get the three million he got at Edmonton. Uh, I do think maybe he'll be sitting around like the eight hundred thousand mark, which again would still put us tight on the cap. But I, my opinion was, you bring in a guy that if it works, it works. You keep him for longer. If not, then again, it's a one-year deal most likely. If it fails, it fails. You put him in the minors. It kind of just is what it is. Yeah, and I was looking at your piece here and there, and you said Puliarvi's second last season with the Oilers was his best. He scored 14 goals and added 22 assists for 36 points through 65 games. So uh, I guess you could kind of view him as a depth piece, wouldn't you say? I would agree, absolutely. Um, I mean, you see, his, you saw his production with the Oilers like just before he left, and you saw with the Hurricanes, he never really found his game, never really found his confidence. Um, now when he went back over to Finland, you see that he became very confident in his game. He knew that he was that guy that they could lean on. And I think if you put him in the right scenario, he, he might flourish a little better. The Oilers and the Hurricanes, obviously right there, they're contending, they're Stanley cup contenders. They might actually get it done this season. He doesn't really fit in the top nine on either of those two teams. Like you look at their depth charts, it just doesn't make sense. Now with the Capitals, obviously we'll talk about it later, but Kuznetsov's likely on his way out. Mantha's probably going to be on his way out. Suddenly there's some holes there. And if Pacioretty, unfortunately, knock on wood, doesn't stay healthy, again, you've got some more room for improvement. So if I'm Puliarvi, I'm looking at the Capitals as a way to redeem myself in the sense that maybe with these older guys on their way out, he could be the young guy that they kind of lean on to not really build the team around, but again, help the depth charts, maybe be a future top six guy. Again, it's a shot in the dark. It's a, it's a long shot, but it could work. So one of the other names that you talked about in the hockey writers was Tarasenko, a name that I think is far more familiar to a lot of hockey fans. Uh, an intriguing name. Uh, we know that he went from the Blues to the Rangers, uh, kind of had mixed results there, kind of a little bit older, but I still think has a good upside. Talk to me a bit about where you think he fits into the Capitals' plans. Yeah, I think uh, I think Tarasenko, obviously, top six player, top six scorer. Uh, no doubt he if he's put around the right guys, he can be that guy that puts the puck in the net, creates the opportunities for his teammates and his line mates. And like I've mentioned a couple times already, Mantha and Kuznetsov on their way out. Borderline top six player in Mantha. Kuznetsov's going to be a huge hole to fill. Now, I think we might be able to get a player back, but that contract is going to be tough to find something to even out a little bit. So if the return isn't as nice as we like, that's where the name Tarasenko came into my head. And I mean, Tarasenko and Ovechkin, I mean, you can't really, can't really turn that down. Like those two together would be just unbelievable to watch. Now with the Rangers, he was very good. Rangers didn't get the result they wanted in the playoffs this season, but Tarasenko was to me, a standout player on the Rangers and actually would probably fit really well with the Capitals. So you mentioned him a bit earlier, but Matthew Phillips was one of the guys that was also 
uh, selected or was signed rather on free agency. And it was a name I wasn't too familiar with. I guess I heard about it. Uh, and then I heard Jeff Merrick talk about it on his podcast. And he's like, what a steal for the Capitals. And I think the Calgary Flames let a good one get away. And I'm like, I haven't really even heard of this guy. I want to hear more. Um, so I read a bit more about him. I read your piece there as well. And the hockey writers uh, listed as five foot uh, eight, 165 pounds. Um, there's a pretty good upside to him as well. His first season back saw him beat his own points total as he scored 50 goals and added 40 assists for 90 points through 70 games. Uh, talk to me about uh, Phillips. I think it was kind of, you know, this move that I don't think a lot of Capitals uh, were, fans were aware of. Do you think it was a good move? I think it was a great move. I was kind of surprised, actually. Like, I didn't even know he was a free agent, realistically, until all of a sudden the Capitals announcement for him to get signed. And I was like, well, another guy that's low risk, high reward, and he could fit really anywhere in the bottom six. I think, realistically, he starts the season in the minors. I think uh, he's that guy that they kind of lean on, that if there's an injury down there, he makes his way up. But he's a very skilled player, obviously, as you've seen. And as you mentioned, he's a little undersized. but He's a speedy player. Now, again, with the Flames, he never really found his groove. I don't think it was the right scenario for him. So kind of going more in depth about it, it did make sense for them to let him go and try and find his own way in the NHL. And the Capitals are giving him that opportunity. And I think he could earn it next season in the NHL. It is an exciting prospect to think about. As we know, this team didn't get the result that they wanted last year. So maybe if they can plug in some good players, they can have a better result. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about the draft and did the Capitals make the right selections. We'll talk about that straight ahead. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to get the first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. It doesn't get any better than getting paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube, as I have a lot of great guests lined up, just like Jesse from the Hockey Writers. Uh, so let's talk a bit about the draft. We know that the Capitals signed Ryan Leonard uh, in the eighth uh, pick there in the first round, and then they signed Andrew Crystal in the second round, 40th overall. Uh, give me your initial reactions to those selections. When I was watching it, uh, my prime target was Mitchkov. That's like when I was watching everything, that's who I wanted. And I think that's who a lot of Caps fans wanted too. But when Mitchkov went to the Flyers at seven, the first name in my mind, and I wrote about it as well, was Sandine Pelica. Now, he obviously slipped a bit farther. Um, and I'm going to be brutally honest. I heard Ryan Leonard. I was like, okay, hey, that doesn't really make sense to me. <laughs> but as, again, Capitals fans were like, hey, this is a really good pick. Management was super excited to pick him up. So they see something that maybe I missed. Maybe I'm completely wrong about. So 
looking into it a bit more, I had to, had a chance to go over his film, go over like some stats, who he was compared to, stuff like that. And he was he, he drew a comparison to uh, Brady Kachuk I read somewhere. And if we could get a player like that in our lineup in the next couple seasons, I do really like that pick now. Yeah, and Leonard is one of those guys that, you know, one of the commentators said has muscles in his face. Uh, and, uh, you know, I kind of think of him, is he going to be like a Tom Wilson 2.0? But he said he actually kind of emulates his game after Kachuk and Austin Matthews. If you remember, mm-hmm. Austin Matthews just a couple of years ago had 60 goals. So if we could even get any kind of production out of him, uh, that would be great. Uh, the thing that I like about Andrew Kristall is his shot, a bit undersized. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the things that held him back, plus his skating, I guess, isn't totally on par, but he's a great passer, a good playmaker. Uh, I think the potential there is is great to have a good player uh, in years to come. Uh, One of the things that we know about Leonard is Leonard is not going to be on the Capitals next season as he's going to be playing uh, for Boston College. Um, What are your long-term projections? When do you think we would see the likes of Leonard and Crystal playing on the Capitals? Honestly, I think Leonard going back and staying another year out of the NHL, letting his um, letting himself develop a bit better, I think that's great for him. I think he's going to have the opportunity to maybe prove that he was a little bit better than the guys above him. Um, obviously, at eight, it's very high. Uh, he's going to have a lot of eyes on him. It's going to be a lot of pressure, something he's going to have to live up to. But I honestly think as long as he's able to keep playing the way he was playing last season, I think we could see him at the beginning of the 24-25 season. Now, obviously, it's going to be tough for him, but I think I truly think he does have the skill to get there. Now, with Andrew Cristal, I was shocked that he didn't go in the first round. Truly, I thought he was going to go between 20 and 30. When I did my own mock draft, I had him at uh, 23, I believe, 23 or 24, sitting around there. So for him to slip to the Capitals at 40 – I would be ecstatic if I was the management. Obviously, like you said, little undersized, but very skilled, very hard shot. And yeah, his skating's not quite there, but another year, another year of um, helping himself and working on that specific skill. Obviously, I think he could be ready. Not same time as Leonard, maybe a year later, maybe he's two years out, but I do think both of them will be NHL players. And that development camp is where they really shined because sometimes they draft these big names and it doesn't necessarily translate. But Leonard was said that his shot was so hard that it actually broke one of the goalie's gloves. And uh, that was kind of a cool moment. And then as well, they were talking about Kristal and kind of the cool thing about it is the Connor Bedard connection. Uh, He Mm -hmm. called Kristal the smartest player that he's played with and any team that drafts him is going to be lucky. That's quite a ringing endorsement by the first overall pick and, you know, a generational player for sure. Uh, Talk to me about what that means for you about those accolades uh, that uh, Connor Bedard had for Crystal. It's high praise. I mean, Bedard's the highest, I say rated prospect since McDavid came into the league. So much hype around him. I think for the first time in a few seasons, it was the first, no doubt, number one overall pick. I mean, last season we saw Slavkovsky go number one. We didn't expect that. Wanted Everyone wanted Shane Wright or thought it was going to be him. But Bedard is that good of a player. And for him to say that about a guy the Capitals picked up, it's huge. And Capitals fans should be excited. I mean, Kristal is a very smart hockey player. He's got the skill to one day be that NHL player. But like you mentioned, he does have those weaknesses that will keep him out of the league for a little bit. I think, unfortunately, it does keep him out a little longer than it might Leonard. But again, Kristal does have the skills to one day maybe step into that top six with the Capitals.
Yeah, it is exciting to think about. And then one of the other players that hasn't been spoke about quite as much is Cam Allen uh, in the fifth round there. They picked him uh, a defenseman. So I think that uh, a good option for the Capitals as well in years to come. We always hear that they want to address the blue line. I know he's not mm-hmm. going to be ready next season. Uh, what were your reactions to uh, them selecting Cam Allen in the fifth round? If in my articles, I, I continuously mentioned they need to improve their blue line, not only for this upcoming season, and they did so with re-signing Faravari, they acquired Sandy last season, they brought in Edmondson, but for years to come as well. Now, to draft Cam Allen in the fifth round, I wasn't very familiar with this game going into the draft, but again, looking at him again, I do think it's a solid selection. Now, a little longer than Leonard and Kristal, like we mentioned. I think if Allen gets the opportunity, he's still a few seasons away. He's got, there's a reason he slipped to the fifth round and I'm not saying anything against him, but he does have a little more weaknesses than uh, these guys in like the first through four rounds. Now, one thing is this draft class was one of the strongest ever. And that was said by scouts, fans, players, even in the NHL, they knew that there was guys in the second and third round who in any other year could have been in the first round. So I thought about it a little bit more and I'm like, well, maybe in any other year we could have gotten Allen in the third round, the fourth round, like a little bit earlier. Maybe we got lucky again. I, like I said, I won't lie. I wasn't too familiar with his game going into the draft, but again, the capitals are usually pretty good with their draft picks. So I'm going to trust in them. And I think it's a good pick. Yeah. I think overall Ross Mahoney and the scouts knocked it out of the park and uh, the mm-hmm. capital should be ultimately happy uh, with who they selected. All right. So coming up here, we will talk about Evgeny Kuznetsov's comments and how Mike Vogel kind of confirmed what was said that he did want out of DC. What does that mean for the caps and Kuzi? We'll talk about that straight ahead. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In today's episode, I have Jesse from the Hockey Writers. Uh, so yesterday I heard, or a couple of days ago rather, I saw a piece uh, that Mike Vogel had put out that kind of confirmed what everyone said and thought that Evgeny Kuznetsov wanted out of D.C. And a lot of people, myself included at one point, were like, well, if he wants out, don't let the door hit you on the butt. Get out of here. But there's more things to consider. For the longest time, uh, Caps fans and people around the organization said this team needs this really solid second-line center. Uh, and I think that potentially that is Kuzi. Uh, and, you know, I think we're forgetting that he was drafted in the first round. And just two seasons ago, he was in the top three in goal scored for the Capitals. What do the Caps do with Evgeny Kuznetsov? I think, unfortunately... If obviously it's true, and obviously it sounds like at this point it's confirmed, Kuznetsov's going to get traded. And I think if he wants to go, help him get the trade he wants. Maybe they wait till the deadline, see where they're at, see if he wants to stay maybe. But I think if he's dead set on leaving, then I think they should be trying to get a deal done sooner than later. The thought in my head would be, is he clocked out of Washington to the point where he's going to have a down season and then the return at the deadline's a little worse? Or is he going to have a great season? Maybe we get a better return at the deadline. It's the risk you take with somebody that does want out. Now, unfortunately, I, I, I'm i a big fan of Kuznetsov. I always have been. He's always been electric. He was one of the biggest like biggest names, best players during the uh, Stanley Cup run in 2018. But I think it's, I think it's time for a change of scenery with him. I think that, uh, like I mentioned before, I think the return won't be too great. 
that contract, $7.8 million a season for the next two seasons is something that the Capitals have to consider. Now, they might be able to get a 2C back, like the name Logan Couture kind of comes to mind, but it's risky. It's risky to take on anybody with that big of a, of a contract. So it's going to be tough. I, I don't know if the Capitals are going to be able to come away as winners in a Kuznetsov trade, whether now or whether at the deadline. Yeah, it's a tough position to be in. And, you know, uh, oftentimes we hear that they should trade Kuzi or they should trade Mantha. Mantha is the more difficult player to move. Um, if you think about what the Capitals gave up to get him, uh, Jacob Verona and some draft picks to get him here. And on paper, Mantha seemed like a home run, you know, that big physical body, but not a physical player. Had a, was a good skater, a good release, but very hot and cold. Uh, not too easy to, to get rid of. Uh, so as we head closer and closer to next season, I know it's only July, but you know, it's not too far away. What moves do the Capitals have to make between now and the start of the season if they want to be competitive in the ever-increasingly Metro division? It's a tough question to answer. It really is. There's a lot of good teams in the Metropolitan Division. I mean, you look at the Penguins, the rumor of them wanting Carlson. You look at the Islanders. I mean, they've got a strong team on paper. And then you look at the Capitals. They also have a strong team on paper, but they also did last season, and they ended up with the eighth overall selection in the draft. So I like the idea. I like the signing of Max Pacioretty. Great goal scorer. Might be able to fit in on that first power play, bring some more offense, help the team score a little more. I like Matthew Phillips. If he pans out, I like it. There's not really much they can do with just under a million left in cap space unless they're able to make a move with Mantha and or Kuznetsov. If they're able to do something like that and they don't get the return they want, I would swing. I would swing for a guy like Tarasenko. I would look and see if there's another big name on the market, and unfortunately there's not in the free agent market, but on the trade market even, if there's a name out there that's being tossed around that they could bring in, boost that top six, maybe replace Kuznetsov's production, maybe help them get to the playoffs, but it, it, it's going to be tough. I, you can't answer what moves they can make. Because at the end of the day, it's it's hard to answer. It is. Like, there's a few holes left. And if these two players in Kuznetsov and Mantha are gone, it's going to leave even more questions, leave even more, even more issues. Yeah, I was just, after free agency, I was hoping for more. But then I understand the constraints. There was only like 888000 and some change left. So not a lot that could be done. Listen, Jesse, I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Why don't you tell everyone where we can find your work? Thank you very much, Dan, for having me on. Uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at The Mug Sports. I'm also on Instagram at The Mug NHL. And obviously, as Dan mentioned a few times throughout the podcast, I am on The Hockey Writers under Jesse Corville Lynch. You can find all of my articles there. Yeah, just some great articles. I, I do go to The Hockey Writers uh, from time to time and see your work there and some other writers as well. Just some top-notch uh, journalism. So thank you for joining us. And thank you all for joining us on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And are you a fan of other D.C. sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We got Locked On Nationals, Commanders, and Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. All right, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.